Um, there's only a few applications on my phone which I pay premium. I subscribe to the premium account, and that is True Caller. I hate, I hate having unsolicited phone calls. I, in fact, do not answer any number, even if it is someone I may know, maybe wanting to to actually talk to. But if I don't know your number, if I don't see who's who is calling, I do not answer. And this is because simply the increase in the number of unsolicited telemarketing calls. According to the information regulator, direct marketing companies, they say they have a loophole in the interpretation of what is electronic communication. They claim it only applies to SMSs and emails. And therefore, phone calls, unsolicited phone calls, is free game. Advocate Pantit Lakula is the information regulator of South Africa. Do telemarketing companies have it right? Their interpretation of electronic communication is only SMS or email, or does it include unsolicited phone calls to my cell phone? Advocate, good morning. Good morning, Lester. Well, it's the interpretation in the act. We have to be fair to the telemarketers because uh, Popia says that electronic communication is a, is a message that is sent uh, through voice, text, sound, image, which is stored in the network or in the recipient's device until the recipient um, retrieves it. So I'm not IT. So some people say if you get a telephone call like you and I are speaking, it's, it, it happens instantly. It's not stored. The message is not stored. Um, until I retrieve it. Uh, but other IT experts say with uh, the, the new technologies, even a telephone which is on digital, it's stored. Um, and when I pick up the phone, that's when I'm retrieving mm. it. So <laughs> that's how they explain it. But the, the thing is we, we, we need to take a decision. We have to look at best practice internationally. That also doesn't help because some of our sister organizations like the UK, they have a similar definition, but they have decided mm. to include a telephone in, in that uh, definition. Mm. Others have not. Well, yeah. well, people over the telephone tell me that it's being recorded because they say this call may be, it probably is, being recorded for quality assurance purposes. But but let's talk about the consent that is either unbeknownst or tacitly given to telemarketers, when they call me, do they need prior consent before they pick up their side of a headset and dial my number and try to sell me something on the other side of the other uh, of the other line? Do they need my consent to call me, or have I tacitly given them consent via some other platform? No, that's not. They have to get your tele your details, your contact details from you, or they can get them from a public record. Or if you have made your contact deliberately public, then they can take that, uh, take your contacts from there. That's what the law says. However, if a telephone is an electronic communication, then before they send you a telemarketing message, they, the first call that they must do to you is to um, ask for your permission, for your consent to receive telemarketing messages and the, the the manner in which you want to receive them the manner of communication whether by telephone or by email and so that's the first call and if you say yes you can call me 
they can then call you to market things to you, goods or services. So that's how it, it, uh, the law applies mm. when marketing is through tele, mm. uh, electronic communication. If it is not through te- electronic communication, if, for instance, it's by post, God knows uh, all the post offices mm. are closed, but if it's by, clo- by post, what needs to happen? That's not an electronic communication. They can send you the, uh, tele- the, the marketing messages and you can then object and say to them, please stop. And once you have objected, they must stop. So mm. that's the, distinguish, the distinction between electronic communication and non-electronic communication, mm. direct marketing. Uh, look, advocates, they'll be, they'll, be, they'll be pushing to the very letter of the law. I've noticed what could be some sneaky way of getting your tacit consent to being in communication with a company. I've been to, to retail stores over the last while and they ask, um, would you like a receipt or could we just email it to you? Or actually we don't offer paper physical receipts. Can we rather message it to you? Give us your phone number and we will WhatsApp or we will text that receipt to you. Would that be a way of tacitly giving permission for a company, for a no. retailer, to then be in electronic communications with you. I don't no, really want no. that receipt. I'm gonna, I, I want a physical receipt. And as soon as I walk out of here, my relationship with you should be over. I don't want to continue communications with you. You can say that, but if you agree that they can send you a receipt by email, you are not agreeing to receiving direct marketing messages. Those are two different things. For them to send you direct, me- uh, direct marketing messages at the time, when they give you that receipt or ask you whether they can send you an email for, for your receipt, at that time they must then ask you, do you want to receive uh, direct marketing messages? If you say no, then they shouldn't. I'll tell you where the problem is. I don't think companies have databases of people who, who have withheld their consent, people who have objected to receiving telemarketing uh, messages. Because if you have that database, which the law says you must have, then before you send any message to any person, you have to check whether that person is on the database or not. Uh, it is in- and if they are in the database, they should not send you a message. It, it is cumbersome trying to block every single number from a call center or a telemarketer on whatever platform or application that I use on my phone. But it really... From what I understand, it takes people to actively lay complaints with an information regulator so that the information regulator can go investigate and lay these queries at the doors of these of these companies. Is it as difficult as that? I must first complain to the information regulator before my name is taken off some sort of database. You can say to them, look, uh, don't call me again. And please record that I don't want to be called again. Once you have done that, should they call you again, then you can submit a complaint to the regulator. And we have people who have done that. What we have been doing, we've been settling those complaints through uh, settlement or negotiation. We just say to the company, we have a complaint from Lester, and he has requested you many times to stop uh, sending them, uh, him messages. Can you stop? And then they stop, and then we do a settlement agreement, which both parties then sign. But that has not uh, resulted in this practice stopping. So we have taken a conscious decision now that we look at um, 
specific cases and take them to their logical conclusion, which is investigating and issuing an enforcement notice, which we have done now. The case that we have uh, were about to release, it's not through a telephone. It was direct marketing mm-hmm. through uh, emails. And this person was bombarded with emails and said, please stop, stop, stop. But they didn't stop. So we decided to take that to its logical conclusion. Information regulator, uh, advocate Panzi Lakula. Your thoughts, 021-446-0567.